what a solid week it was. Good weather, football's back, the Celtics got their heads out of their asses. I started using ear pods, which has changed my life. I'm actually recording on them right now, so if you notice a difference in quality, that is why. If it sucks, let me know so I can not use them again for this. Ah, way to begin. Let's see. Last Thursday, able to get the Backyard Basketball League in. I run a little basketball league in my backyard for kindergarten, first graders, second graders, a couple third graders. Um, I don't know, fourth graders. I don't know, just little kids. It's really fun. Six teams, three on three. They learn how to get up and down the court. So I was really glad we got that in. Selfishly, I'm happy with the way my kids are playing. Cody's really super aggressive. Jack, the youngest kid in the league, is super skilled. So it's just fun for me to watch that. And then obviously as the basketball coach in town, I do like to see all the kids get better. You know, cheer for them all. Hope they like basketball. Turn this into a basketball town one day. That would be my goal. So then, um, you know, once those games are done, come inside, flip on the Celtics game, watch the first half. They are just cruising. Game two, smacking the heat around. You know, they're definitely on their way to tying the series up. Um, go upstairs, take a shower, head over to Mike Vance's bar, the Grundle, don't ask why, to watch the second half and. They're already within 10. The Heat's already within 10, and you can tell this is just trending in a bad way. And sure enough, the Celtics go ahead and gag it away. Second straight game that they've gagged double digits leads. So they're down 0-2. Then you hear the reports that there's a dust-up in the locker room between Smart and Jalen Brown, and Twitter's going bananas. But I didn't, you know... Not to be a Monday morning quarterback, but I didn't think much of it. Marcus Smart, very emotional guy. Jalen Brown, you can tell he kind of doesn't mind getting in confrontations with people. And it was healthy. Okay, I don't think Brad Stevens is the type of coach that's going to lay the locker room on fire after two bad losses. So Marcus Smart, as the elder statesman on the Celtics, kind of had to say something. So, you know, that kind of stunk, kind of crappy way to end my night of basketball, so we switch over to the Browns and Bengals game, and how good does Joe Burrow look this year? Number one pick, no training camp, just stepping on the field, slinging it, running, looking super fast. I mean, when he was in college, obviously he would scoot a lot for first downs and keep plays alive, but... It was one of those things that you weren't sure if he was going to be able to do in the pros. And sure enough, he's looking super mobile back there. And his arm looks live. Looks like he has some extra zip on the ball this year. Um, he's fun to watch. I think they'll probably end up going like 4-12. and 12. If I'm being optimistic, I know there's probably not a lot of wins on that schedule for him. But lock up the rookie of the year right now. Just like you could have locked up that Heisman for him in the beginning of last year. So happy to see my boy Joe Burrow do well. Let's see, Friday. I don't even know what I did on Friday. I think I was kind of dragging a little bit from Thursday. And then on Saturday, Tori and I did a little little bar crawl. 
little afternoon Providence Seekonk pub crawl. It was really nice weather out, so we started the day at Zako Taco, and I thought the food was good. I had a just a burrito bowl with um, chicken, and Tori got just, uh, I think chicken tacos or steak tacos. And she took one bite and decided that it tasted like dog food. So she said she was not that hungry anyway, so she didn't want to make a big fuss about it. But um, so she didn't eat there. The waitress was nice, took it off the bill. Always nice to do that as a as a waitress. That definitely gets you a few more dollars on the tip at the end of the night. And um, had a couple of drinks. I had a blood orange margarita and I'm into it. I liked it. Maybe I'm a margarita guy. I'm trying to get off the beer a little bit. Hoping my belly goes down. Um, not that margaritas help it, but it was a good little change of pace. And Tori had the ranch water, which she enjoyed. So that was a nice little lunch at Zaco Taco. Then we made it over to the Abbey in Providence to meet up with my brother and his friend and our friend Bill. Hung out there for a little while. Tori had a couple UFOs. That's when I went back to the beer. Um, nice spot. I've never been in there before. It's a weird scene. Probably had a, you know, probably a woman in there around 30 who looked about 47 because of drugs with her old mother drinking wine as her, I'd say around two or three year old daughter runs around the restaurant. Kind of an odd scene, but take those, take that party away. That place was pretty cool. And then we went to Old Reliable Watch here, where Tori got some veggie sliders, and uh, Bill had some wings. I don't know. It's Watch here is always a cool little hole in the wall spot in uh, Providence near Johnson and Wales. And then we wrapped up the loop in East Providence at Lucky's. Got a stack of chicken, always delicious. Tori had a pumpkin beer, and I just, uh, you know, I was driving. I know it wasn't far away, but I just had one more Coors Light and called it a day. Then let's see, on Sunday, my kids, three of them, Cody, Jack, and Benny, are doing a soccer program at Providence Country Day, which we got the email the night before that now the players are required to wear masks, which a big appeal to go into that Rhode Island League was so the kids wouldn't have to wear masks. But you know what? Kids are resilient. It didn't phase them at all. So Benny had his clinic at 12.30, then Jack had his game at 1.30, then Cody's at 2.30. And they were great. Um, really happy with the way... Jack played, he scored a couple goals, and I try not to have delusions about my own kids, I know. I think since I've coached for so long, I've seen so many delusional parents, and I try not to be that, but when Cody was in kindergarten, he played in the three-on-three league, the three-on-three soccer league, and he would score so many goals that it would be to the point of embarrassment that I wish it would pass, but it's a hard thing to tell a four and five year old to, you know, to stop being so aggressive. And now that he's seven, 
you know, I don't know if he's a soccer phenom anymore. There's a lot of really good kids in his grade. But for the past two weeks, he's kind of gone back to that kindergarten version of Cody and has been all over the field and playing great defense, getting super aggressive, not being afraid to be physical, scoring goals. So in his game, they were down 2-1. to one. And he ended up scoring the game-tying goal, which was uh, good. I mean, that's a six-on, I believe, yeah, six-on-six. So it's a little congested. You know, he's really good with both feet and kind of rocketed one from pretty far away with his left foot. And uh, I was happy for him. I know soccer is his favorite sport. Certainly not up there on my list of favorite sports. But if he loves it, I'm behind it. And uh, he did great. So I was happy for him. And then... We got home, and it was Sunday football. So glad to be back. So glad to see Chris Hansen on the red zone. Get a little octobox action. Football goes back. All right, listen to the first segment. Earpods are gone. I don't know why. It sounded weird. It sounded a little echoey. Maybe it's because of the room I'm in in my house. Maybe it's not the AirPods. But anyways, I'm going back to holding my phone like a pizza and just talking into it because it wasn't broke. Not sure why I wanted to fix it. I just loved my AirPods and wanted to give it a whirl. But anyways, listen. Nobody likes fantasy football guy, okay? Nobody cares about your fantasy football team outside of maybe the people in your league. But with that said, what a weekend. I destroyed my four-year-old Benny this week in our fantasy league. I must have beaten him by 40 points. How stupid is he? (laughs) I just killed him. Like, he doesn't even know what to do. I just totally killed him. Um, Anyways, would suck if you had Saquon Barkley or Christian McCaffrey as they... Every league I was in, I'm pretty sure they were the one and two picks overall, and they're both out for the season. Um, Barkley wasn't even having a good season to begin with. Christian McCaffrey, I mean, he's pretty much all the Panthers have. So I do actually sympathize for owners of Christian McCaffrey. I don't own him, so I really don't care that much. And like I said, I don't care about your fantasy league. I don't care about your fantasy team. Don't talk to me about it. Have you ever been, as a Patriot fan, so excited about a loss? I don't remember the last time. Probably when, I think, Jacoby Brissett got smushed by the Bills, if I remember correctly. And the only reason you're excited about that loss is because you know you get Tom Brady back the next week. But what the Patriots did on Sunday night, they showed a lot of balls. And they showed that they are not going to be a one-dimensional running team. They can beat you a few different ways. Cam Newton is a beast. He looks healthy. He's dominant in running the ball. He's really hard to stop. Unless, of course, there's two seconds left in the game and you have all ten players lined up in front of him and all he, the only option is to snap it to him and have him dive into the line like McDaniels had Cam Newton do. Listen, it was a great play. It worked a few times that game. But when you empty the backfield and just put him in shotgun 
and have everybody else like with a hand down on the ground. It was very obvious what was coming. So yeah, obviously the Seahawks could just snowball in there and stuff them at the line. But the fact that Cam Newton was able to drive the Patriots down the field and put themselves in that spot was admirable. A first guess I had at the time was, I thought they were a little too nonchalant getting to the line. And I thought they were, not on that play, maybe the one before to, or two plays before, where they let like 20 seconds tick off the clock, where they had a timeout, or they could have rushed to the line and spike it. They were just kind of pacing themselves. And maybe that was by design, so that when they do, when they did score, if they were going to score, it would leave Wilson no time because that guy is unbelievable. What do you have? Five touchdowns. I mean, he is the best player in the NFL. Not hands down. I mean, Mahomes, Jackson, Wilson. They're all they're all fantastic. But give me Russell Wilson. He, the touch he had on some of those passes down the sideline, down the middle, the escapability with his feet. The Patriots don't have a linebacker to spy him. And I don't know, he just made every single play, except the one on third and one, where Pete Carroll dialed up a freaking Hail Mary. It could have put the game away if he just ran the ball. Instead, he decided to throw it, which is something that Pete Carroll loves to do against the Patriots, apparently. But I digress. I mean, the Patriots look great. Edelman with a career high in receiving. Um, Demare Bird. I don't even know. Is, it, is that his first name? Like 10 targets. Rex Burkhead, you know, filling in admirably for James White, who didn't play because of tragic circumstances with his dad passing away earlier that day and his mom in critical condition. And you, know, you got to love how great of a teammate Devin McCourty is. He gets that interception. In the first series of the game, pick six, runs to the end zone, goes right to the celebration camera, and tells James White that they love him. Good teammate, good leader, Devin McCourty is. But I'm excited about the loss because going into the season, you look at the schedule, right? And you see the Seahawks in Seattle as game two. And I know no fans there, so the 12th man wasn't into it, but... With no preseason, not really sure where you're getting it to Cam Newton. You had to kind of chalk that one up as an L anyway when you're looking at the schedule. So the fact that you lost isn't surprising. What's surprising was how competitive you guys were. Or we were. We, I'm saying we as a fan. Um, Just like the week before where Tampa Bay lost to the Saints and... I love seeing Tom Brady throw two picks, including a pick six. I'm team Patriots. I'm team Belichick in this little rivalry, of course, until Brady retires. But I still think Tampa Bay is going to be damn good. So as much as I was excited to see them, to see Tom Brady lose since he left us, you know they're going to be fine. Just like the Patriots, you know, they lose to Seattle like they're supposed to in Seattle. They're going to be fine. Now, we have the upstart Raiders, who are 2-0 after a big win over the Saints on Monday night. Now, they're coming to town. Patriots 2-1. JD, your squad's going down, boy.
after a quality wire-to-wire Game 3 win against the Heat, the Celtics look to even the series on Wednesday night at two games apiece in the Eastern Conference Finals, and Gordon Hayward made all the difference in the world. And his stat line wasn't much. I saw a funny tweet, I think, that said his stat line was like 3-4-3-1, and it was the most impactful 3-4-3-1 stat line ever. You know what he brings? Stability, somebody who can facilitate, make the right plays, um, defend every position, rebound hard, and when you play Gordon Hayward in those minutes, that would go to Brad Wanamaker and Semi Ojale and Romeo Langford and even the Time Lord. I mean, you get a quality former All Star professional hooper in there instead of that disgusting poo poo platter that I just named. Namely, Semi Ojale. I like Semi as your. 12th guy when he's your 6th or 7th guy it doesn't work especially this deep in the playoffs so having Gordon Hayward made a huge difference Jalen Brown was super aggressive in game 3 which you didn't see in game 2 or game 1 and you saw it in the Raptor series especially in games they won as he went the team went Kemba Walker was great Marcus Smart did his role Jason Tatum was very good especially defensively and I think in order for the Celtics to win, they just, whatever they're doing to start the games always works, right? They've been up to start every game, so they need to come out with that same energy and enthusiasm and whatever play Brad has drawn up. They always seem to execute something great to start the game, and that's why they get in these early leads, and they just need to sustain it and learn how to finish and play with a lead, because even in game three, they were up by so much, but... It doesn't take the heat much to get going. All Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero need to do is see the ball go through a few times. And the heat, they don't have top flight talent aside from Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, but they have a bunch of guys that can get cooking. You've seen it. Goran Dragic, I thought putting Marcus Smart on him was a great defensive adjustment by Brad. But now everyone else has to be cognizant of all their shooters and really get out on them. On Hero, Robinson, Jay Crowder, Olenek. They have a lot of guys that can step out there and shoot. And I'm expecting to see Jimmy Butler not let the game come to him this next game. But really go out there and be aggressive and try to get going early. Because in the first two games, it was like he was pacing himself. And props to him because... That paid off. He was immense in the stretch of those first two games. But you can't rely on the last two minutes to all of a sudden flip the gear, flip the switch, and all of a sudden take over and win. As you saw in Game 3, the Celtics, especially now with Hayward, and they don't have to play as many scrubs. Jimmy Butler needs to come out and be an all-star from the beginning. So I worry about that. So that needs to be an emphasis, really trying to shut him down. And other than that, I don't know. I really liked what the Celtics did last game. They all got after it defensively, and they shared the ball, and they shot well. And really, Gordon Hayward is is the Band-Aid, okay? 
He's the makeup that covers up all those ugly blemishes from the first two games. I'm expecting the Celtics to win by eight, take it to the river.